A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All those things that were TCK traits, I thought were quirks of my personality. So I just accepted it as, uh, you know, these weird things about me, right? And I didn't think anything of it. I did know I was different. And that I think that ties into the, oh, I don't want to speak Spanish. I want to speak French because I just liked being different. I knew I was different and it didn't mean anything to me, right? Um, so new though, but there's so many dimensions, you know, with, with TCK, being a TCK scholar, there's so many things I look at. And dimensionality is really important. How you day, how you day. That was the voice of Donnie. And we are talking about emotional intelligence, cross-cultural intelligence, cross-cultural communication, and what it's like to navigate the nuance that exists at all these intersections. You all know that I love talking about connection. You all know that I love all things cross-cultural, but Donnie is someone who has lived these experiences. She is a third culture kid, as you will. Many of you are familiar with that term. And we dive into what exactly it means to be one and how that translates in today's world. Today's world with COVID, today's world with governments trying to figure out what to do, and today's world with people in all walks of life figuring out how to just be their best selves in a world that is increasingly flat yet round. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you take notes. I hope you check out her magazine. Her magazine, Cultures, is brilliant. So uh, we'll make sure I put. Uh, I'll make sure I put the link in the show note there, so you can check it out and maybe buy it for your friends or your family. However, you choose to share the medium. It is up to you. But for now, the medium I want you to listen to is this podcast. So enjoy. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of As Told by Nomads. And today's guest is the great queen, Donnie Aldin. <laughs> now, she's a globally mobile Afro-Latina and a first-generation North American who, by the age of 19, identified with seven, seven cultures on four continents. Being a self-funded first-generation university student from an immigrant family, she made her passion about creating community for cross-cultural populations. She is presented around the globe as a keynote at conferences, universities, and in the media. And she's an expert focused on media, marketing, and cross-cultural identity. Her platform is called Cultures, and we're going to dive into how she built her platform, as well as what she hopes for emotional intelligence in the cross-cultural communication field. Welcome to the show. <laughs> 
hello. It's weird to hear all those things in one quick bite. <laughs> hey, but you did that. You did that. And and I I, I relate to the four four continents uh, story too because that, that that was that was my story. But I like yeah. how you define yourself globally mobile. Afro-Latina and first-generation North American. You put North American, not American. Yes. Why? Yes. That's, well, that's the Latina part, right? Uh-huh. See? Uh, it's so funny. Sometimes you'll hear me say four continents. Sometimes you'll hear me say five. It's because sometimes I count Central America as a continent, even though yeah. it's not, right? Yeah. But, so my dad's Costa Rican, my mom's Trinidadian, and Trinidad and Tobago, even though it's in the Caribbean, it's actually part of the South American continent as well, right? And so Central and South America, you're taught, even in Mexico, they're taught, um, so Latin America, we're taught that um, that these are the Americas, right? Everyone actually is taught that part. But so when you're in Chile or something and you speak about America, you're speaking about all of the Americas. right? But the United States has, you know, the name for people in the United States is Americans, right? There's a lot of um, agita in in different parts and different people about, well, why do you all get to appropriate that name? Like, we're all Americans. You know, what what audacity is this that you get to say that, you know? So, So I'm very clear that it's North American. Yeah, and I I love that because... I've always suspected that that plays a role into some of the ethnocentric nature that can play out in some in some political campaigns. You hear America first, America, America, America. Yeah. But but I think when people get programmed to think that uh, you know America means the standard, uh, you sort of forget that wait there is North, there's South, there's Central, there's all there's all these uh, things. Uh, but it's so interesting how that can lead into biases and programming. Uh, yeah. However your story. I want to know what it was like for you growing up because growing up in between all these cultures, what was your first language? When did you realize that you were going to always be in between cultures? And when did you realize that you were a third culture kid? Interesting. That's a good question. So um, I was born in New York city, Brooklyn. And that was, I know. Right. And, (laughs) and that's my home base. Like every time we came back to the U S we went to Brooklyn and um at two weeks old, I left for Trinidad and Tobago, right? Mm. So my first language was English, but my first accent was Trinidadian. And um, at four, I went to Spain. And, you know, I made a conscious decision around seven or eight when I was learning language to not focus on Spanish. I wanted to focus on French because, you know, my dad, that's his native language. And, and I lived in Spain. I'm like, everybody speaks Spanish. I don't want to be like everybody else. Mm. I'm going to study French, which, Mm. you know, that was, that's one of those things where then you wish your parents made you do something right. She was like, Oh, it'd be nice if you did Spanish. I'm doing French. So she's (laughs) just happy that I'm doing a language, but, um, you know, actually they're all useful for me now. You know, over the time, I joke that I've had four languages, French, German, and um, Spanish, English, and now I say I can really speak English. <laughs> like, um, because I've lost them. You know, when you when you go back to the United States, there's not very many opportunities to just practice them unless you're very intentional about that, right? So, but now with cultures, it's awesome because it's, it takes a little bit of time, but when you're immersed, 
you know, I get to travel, well, you know, except for COVID, I get to travel to four to 12 countries a year based on what we do. We always feature a new destination and we dive into the culture in the magazine. So uh, very often, like I go to Switzerland a lot because I end up going switching planes to go somewhere else, right? So you speak German there. And I go to France a lot just because, so the con lines, which is like the Oscars of marketing and advertising is in um, the South of France, in the summer, the uh, Monte Carlo Television Festival, the Cannes um, Film Festival. So those three things happen in a row. So I'm in France a lot as well each year. And so you get to practice your French. Um, and I notice every time I go, more and more comes back. Mm. And, and I was in Yucatan um, this uh, last issue. We actually don't have a destination in our current issue because of COVID, but we're um, Yucatan right before that. And so my Spanish, I got to, I was immersed in that for three weeks, right? And so now it's been a goal of mine. And unfortunately for me, my father passed away with COVID. Oh, um, sorry to hear that. Easter last year. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So for years, I've had a, as a point, because the, the language I know the least is Spanish. And so I made a point. Uh, I went to college in Germany, so that's why German was a big one for me. But um, I made a point to say that I wanted to learn Spanish and every year, like I put it off, put it off. And so now that he's passed, it's like a main focus for me. Um, focus. So wow. anyway, it's been, it's been nice though. It's been nice to be immersed and, and feel good about understanding what other people are saying. You, you know, growing up like that, did you ever experience confusion or an identity crisis or were you one of those people that is like, ah, you know, I'm here, I'm yeah. this for now, I'm this for now, I'm this for now. I get to. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I, the rest of your question was TCK until I was 35. And, um, and then it was like, oh, all those things that were TCK traits, I thought were quirks of my personality. So I just accepted it as, uh, you know, these weird things about me, right? And I didn't think anything of it. I did know I was different. And that I think that ties into the, oh, I don't want to speak Spanish. I want to speak French because I just liked being different. I knew I was different and it didn't mean anything to me, right? Um, so new though, but there's so many dimensions, you know, with, with TCK, being a TCK scholar, there's so many things I look at and dimensionality is really important. Um, you and I kind of talked about this when we, we had a clubhouse room and we were talking about the age that you started traveling versus Dr. Rhonda and I had started traveling when we were babies mm -hmm. and the difference with some points of view, or I shouldn't say difference, a nuance with some points nuance, of view yeah. with that, right? So I yeah. think the dimensionality experience is really important. And so for me, I um, I just accept, oh, you know, this was a way of being different. It's who I am. And so with some of my dimensions, like my dad being Costa Rican, you know, I have so many TCK parts that are different. People usually have one or two, right? Like I'm a military brat or I'm a missionary kid. I'm like, I'm cross-cultural. Well, we're all cross-cultural, but I'm um, multi-ethnic. I have lived in my parents' home countries. I, I've traveled extensively. Um, I'm an educational TCK. You know, all of these things together give you different dimensions and different points of view. So um, I just thought I was different. I thought it was all because of my experience, but I didn't know there was a title for it. And mm -hmm. once, once I got that title, though, so many things fell into place. And then I realized my parents are TCKs as well. But I didn't realize that for another probably years. The minute, the minute I could then see, oh, 
wow, it was like the light bulb went off and I could see all these things about them that fell into place because I understood their experience now, right? Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah. so I always was very confident about it um, when people in like the United States would say, you know, call me Oreo. Like, why do you talk like that? Why do you eat this weird food? <laughs> why do you dress, dress like this? I remember when I was, um, what year? I think I was in high school and The Devil Went Down to Georgia, which is a country song, was my favorite song. It came on the radio and I started singing it. And these, these people looked at me, they're like, how do you know this music? And I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's music. Like in Trinidad, they play this stuff all the time, right? It's just yeah. music. It doesn't yeah. mean anything. And so, but to them, that meant I was outside of the culture. I wasn't black enough. And mm -hmm. it never bothered me. I'm like, shoot, I know who I am. I'm, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat, but I'm good. So it wasn't until actually in my 40s. So there's that delayed adolescence that TCKs can have. That's when I started to get a little bit of a crisis with it um, wow. and had to go back and figure out and weird and i'm like oh i guess this is how people felt when they were teenagers <laughs> that's how i felt and for, for the for the audience we keep saying tck so tck is an acronym for third culture kids and it is essentially refers to people that spent the formative periods of their lives outside of the parents cultures but as you pointed out there are dimensions to that right the people they experience it, you know, as an adult. Well, um, and and I, I, I don't want to go too far into the definition, but that's interesting that you say that, Tayo, because I think that also adds to confusion because that's only a partial TCK definition. Yep, yep. That's, yeah. that's, that's right. That, that is the, if you look it up right now, it will say that, what I, or most of it will say what I've said, but you, one of the great things you've, you've contributed to, to the, the whole TCK economy is expanding the definition and adding more nuance to it. Because as you said, there's the delayed adolescence, there's the people, you know, I think sometimes the confusion comes up with the term K as kids. Some people are like, but I'm not, a, you know, I feel like the same experience. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you <laughs> But um, yeah, you're right. Multiple dimensions. No, I agree. I agree with that. I, I never liked the kid part of it. But no, this is this is the research. This wasn't me. I mean, I think some people I'm I'm making assumptions at this point that they truncated the definition to make it easier to understand. Fair but what's enough. what's clear, um, this is just all the research which started in the 40s and 50s, right? And and you have to have geographic mobility and cultural mobility, which is yes. the way I put it to keep it simple, right? During I, mean, I heard you say that in the clubhouse. In club, yeah, you said geographic yeah, yeah. mobility and cultural mobility. Yeah. Yeah, that's really important. And and that mobility is what makes you the TCK because you live in that in-between space, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, for your audience, I won't go any further into that. No, <laughs> hey, there's cultures <laughs> that you can check out her platform. Uh, but uh, where I wanted to go with this is, it, it, what happens is cross-cultural communication. Now we are in a world that is constantly experiencing cross-cultural exchanges, you know, in multiple dimensions, even what COVID has done is it's, it's, it's had people figure out how to do that in a virtual environment. And some people might not have figured out how to do that before, but your thing is you're adding emotional intelligence to cross-cultural communication. Why do you feel like that's important? Well, you know, I think that's the superpower of most TCKs, right? Hmm. Um, I actually think, I think cross-cultural people, so I'll get away from the TCK thing, cross-cultural people of color 
I think have the most emotional intelligence because you have that additional dimension of ethnicity to have to navigate, right? So that adds more to the mobility. So the key is the more places that you have to be mobile, the more you have to be nimble, right? You have to be able to understand where the other person is coming from so that you can rise to meet them. And unfortunately, it's always the incumbent upon the person who has more emotional intelligence, <clears throat> excuse me, in our case, in, in the cross-cultural community, who has more um, of that mobility to rise and understand the other person, which gets tiring, right? So when you have a broader perspective and you can see more, or you've been taught more, you've learned more, anyone who even got, who's gone to school can see this as well. If you understand more, now it's your job, well, if you want it to be, <laughs> to then teach the other person why this perspective may be different than they're looking at it because they have a more narrow perspective. So it's hard for them to think outside of those lines. And that's what empathy is, being yeah. able to put yourself in the other person's shoes and understand how they're feeling. But if your perspective is more narrow, there's a lot of work to be done to understand that perspective, right? So to put true. yourself outside of those lines. What if someone is listening right now and, and say they might not have experienced the same type of mobility, but mm -hmm. they're interested in, in developing that superpower, the emotional intelligence? What yeah, are things yeah. that they can work on within themselves? Or well, their you know, teams? it's interesting being in higher ed for so long. It's a thing that first generation students uh, also experience, right? Where they go to college. Let's say you're from a little town, um, let's say middle America. So uh, actually, Colorado doesn't sound uh, count as middle America, it's technically West, but let's just say you're from a little town in Colorado mm -hmm. and you leave that town, I don't know, let's say 2000 people and, and go to a university with 30,000 people. Now, now, not only that alone is a culture shock because now your university alone, not even the city has way more people than the town that you spent the first 17, 18 years of your life in. Right. Mm -hmm. So there you're already going to to perspective, you're already going your point just by moving and being in this realm that's nothing like you've ever seen before. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to learn in these classes that teach you things that probably your family and maybe even people in your community have never learned before. Okay. So without even knowing it, you've widened your perspective and become more emotionally intelligent because you can see things from different angles. Mm. Now you go back home for vacation, right? Yeah. And your your family and friends are like, boy, oh, you got educated, right? Like you're you're so different now, or you're not like us, or whatever, all the the flack that you get. And people feel very displaced often when they'll come home because they don't understand why they feel so different. But but the biggest reason of feeling different is you've widened that perspective. So now mm. it's hard to fit into a place where others don't see that they also need to widen perspective. So I think just educating yourself, making a point to look at things outside of your realm, do things you normally wouldn't do, interact with people that you don't know who are different from you. That's when you start to learn more and you can be more empathetic. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. 
Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Just wanted to stop by here before we get back to the episode. I wanted to let you all know that I do have a collective for people who are interested in developing their cultural competency skills, becoming more anti-racist. And it's a resource of things that you can do with your family, with your school, with yourself to work through your individual journey to become a better culturally competent leader. It's called UID Collective, and the link is in the show notes, but it's a mix of courses, it's a mix of resources, things you can download, and all you need to do is sign up as a member. It's a monthly membership. I'd love for you to check it out, use it with your friends, use it with your family, use it with yourself, okay? The link is in the show notes. It's called UID Collective, and it's for those of you that want to improve your cultural competency skills. Back to the episode. That's one of the things I always tell people because I grew up as a diplomatic kid. So I was you, you always find yourself where in situations where you're the minority, even if you look like the people. And I always tell right, people. To, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people to intentionally do that then because I as a you know, as a kid, uh, I you at the high from going to a new place and then you're like, oh, I'm not fitting in or and then. But looking back, it's what, you know, has built my career, but it's also widened my perspective because I constantly have people that. You know, I disagree with, but but you can have conversations with, right? Because because right, right, right. they're those type of things. So I always tell people exactly what you're saying. But I, I, in addition to intentionally making yourself a minority in different environments, I I do think that self awareness part is so key because we need to really know how we see the world, <laughs> what our worldview right. is first, uh, and uh, and I'm hoping that uh, that people can commit to that. But another way people can commit to that is by checking out cultures.org. So cultures is your platform and you have it's called the global the the, the moniker there is the global multicultural mag- magazine but yeah. you also say fostering cross-cultural excellence people places power how did uh, you start that? Uh, uh. so you just reminded me that is not, so cultures.org actually is our training website so you just reminded me that we need to update it <laughs> well, there you go but, yeah, but cultures is a platform though cultures is a platform. Just, no no it's still great and you can get to our current point you know you just reminded me that the language is different on that one and that we need mm-hmm. to update it um so culturesmag.com mm-hmm. is where most of our information is and you can get there from cultures.org there's a button that says magazine magazine yeah on it. yeah so um so now what we say is we celebrate cross-cultural identity because everyone should feel like they matter, right? Mm. Um, and, you know, our whole goal is to foster a sense of belonging, a sense of community, a sense of family of these people that often have felt disassociated in their relationships, right? Or that people don't get them or they feel uh, outside, uh, even when you feel inside, because I never really felt outside. I always, you know, in I was popular, I had life, I had lots of friends. And I was always aware that it, I had to be the one to understand other people that, and to never have the expectation that they would understand me, right? Um, really? There's even, 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's like I, I'm pleasantly surprised and almost moved to tears when someone understands something I did that uh, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Hey, wait, 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 but you are dead. You, you said you're celebrating cross cultural identity. Your identity matters too. People understand yeah, that. Yeah. 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 But that's huh. that I'm doing, having conversations like this with you. Yeah. That this is how we huh. feel like we matter, right? Like we're yeah. with people who are like us. That's why we want to create that community. So people have a place to go and feel right. understood and not feel like, oh, oh, you got that? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And it's mostly because. It's so interesting. I can understand very much where other people are coming from, but then I'll make a comment and they'll make an assumption. Oh, you meant this. I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. No, 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 I meant this. And they're very perplexed by that because until you explain to them why it meant that to you, then they're like, oh. Story of my life. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly (laughs) what I'm saying, right? So so in cultures, it's spelled without the E. So C-U-L-T-R-S. And the missing E stands for that hidden that hidden diversity of our uh, population, right? Wow. So that's why it's called Cultures Magazine. All right. And then, yeah, we'll make sure we put that in the show notes, culturesmag.com. And yeah. it, it, it's been, it's been, you know, we met, a, it's so funny. We met very much when I was even thinking about starting this. <laughs> I think that that was when we first met, you know, I, I had lower hair then I was, <laughs> I was just fresh to New York. Uh, it was in the middle of my MBA trying to figure out what I was going to do after that. And uh, watching you from afar since then, uh, it's been fascinating seeing how many people you've been able to interact with across media, right? You just had a virtual Sundance series, but a lot of actors and entertainers find themselves, you know, defining, uh, defining themselves rather as what you've just said, cross-cultural, third culture yeah, kid, yeah, 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 yeah. multiple identities. You know, was that on purpose? Did you realize that the entertainment medium was going to be that sweet spot for you? I know it's one of your spots, but it, it seems to have also been a sweet spot in terms of getting these stories out there. You know, it's so funny. I'm glad you brought that up. Once before, maybe two years ago, one of our photographers said something oh you must really like film I was like what makes you say that and he's like well you're on these film festivals and I was like oh well and I think at the time the strategy really was just get out there because you go to these festivals and you know there's so many people from all over the globe right so it was really less about the format and more about the reach right so Mm -hmm. um actually we're doing virtual sun south by southwest um this week and South by Southwest has grown into something that has comedy, it has education, it has um, um, film, it has technology in addition to music. It's, so it started out with music. So really, we go to those big festivals, one, because people want to know about them, two, because they're so international. And we really look at international creators to find stories about them. And that's how we find our TCKs. And within that, then we found all these celebrities have this cross-cultural background right mm-hmm. and many of them have a tck background like um and joy taylor what's her name from um the queen's gambit oh yeah 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 it was she's yeah. british and american right or something an argentinian or something like uh, that yeah argentinian and, yeah. and she grew up in a number of places yeah. and in anderson i don't know if you just saw the recent um hubbub about alex oh what's his last name oh god uh i'm going blank 
the one who portrays President Obama on Saturday Night Live. Um, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Oh, oh. His wife, Hilaria. There's a oh, yeah, I heard about that. The yeah. Spain thing. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't read up on it. A lot of people have asked me to speak on it, but I haven't had time to read up on her drama. <laughs> so, so I don't like to talk about things like that unless I've researched them. Yeah. But my understanding is that she's not a, a TCK. Um, she probably is cross-cultural, which again, the nuance is important, right? Which is, by the way, I know you said you didn't, um, like, you know, contribute. Yeah, I think you, I, I still like to say you contribute to the definition of it, because even if you raise more awareness of it, I do think most people define it in truncated version that I did earlier. Yeah. But yeah. but there is that. Yeah. Mobility. And you, 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 I, I've been in rooms with you where you're like, ah, kick. But you didn't add. <laughs> it's true because I think it helps people understand so much better. And and I see people where they're not, um, they don't feel fully identified when we use that broad version because there's people who don't have similar experiences that are like, yeah, that's me, that's me. And then the person who's got a deep experience is like, well, but no. <laughs> <laughs> you have to deal with this stuff. So it's not about exclusion, but it really is about understanding and feeling like you have a place to call home. So, wow. oh, you're certainly creating home virtually, and it's it's uh, you know you've created this whole lifestyle, I believe. Uh, and Yay, it, that's a <laughs> no, <laughs> it's and I and I think you know in a time like today, even uh, I feel like it's always been relevant, but I think more people are starting to look for outlets and platforms to be able to educate themselves and your platform does just that. Thank you. Thank you're welcome. You. You're welcome. Now, is it, I know you have a, the online component, but is the focus on print, right? Cause, or, or where's the focus on for the magazine? The itself? You know, it's so funny and I keep going back and forth. The focus is on print. Um, mm -hmm. And, and I, it's so funny. Being, so I teach in, in the journalism department at university. And even when I first started this, people were like, why are you making print? Print is dead. Print is not dead. The kind of print that we do is exactly what people are looking for. So the old way of doing print is dead, right? Like, so if you look at even a Vanity Fair or a Vogue that used to be like catalogs, they were when they came in the mail every month, right? Um, now they're super thin with this thin, thin paper. But if you go to a Barnes Noble or your local grocery store, you'll see there's more imprints on the stands than ever before, right? Mm. But the ones that are thriving, the ones with the heavy paper, the ones with the luxury feel, very, very specific audience, as do we, right? So, so our style of print, where you have this very niche market of people looking for the information, this is their time to luxuriate. They sit down and absorb the whole information, you know, they feel the paper. They that really is part of the experience for them because this is the only time they get to do this and and relate to people who are like them and read about products that they might like because of their lifestyle or or a trip that's not just like luxury travel, a trip that maybe can, uh, includes culture and from a local point of view, the way that you might want to go mm. when you travel, right? And not just, oh, a fancy hotel with all the things you could do that would be more like and a, a person coming from another country just to, you know, just to go chill out, right? Like yeah. you might want a deeper dive, but, um, or even styles of people's homes. 
you know, how they integrate their culture into their homes, all those things. So yeah, print is the focus. And we constantly hear people can't wait for the print edition. Like our digital edition is in 208 countries and people access that a lot. We get about a hundred thousand people who go through those, but really print is what people want. And, and it's a big lift. It's expensive. It's a lot of extra work. I'm constantly thinking, you know, I constantly think it would be so much less work. We could put more work into content if we didn't do print, but it is wonderful, a wonderful product. It's great to see the, um, to see it in your hands. And uh, yeah, so we'll see. We, I always go back and forth about whether we should be in stores or if we should just offer it on our website because that would make it easier. So, yeah. so but anyway. And I know foundation. Oprah just ended her physical magazine, right? If, if I'm correct, yeah. uh, I think it was like December. Yeah. And I think the focus is on online because uh, there's that conversation. Uh, I, again, yeah. I don't, I know it's the, the print one. I'm not sure if she's continuing online, but I, I'm hearing a lot of that type of conversation. Some yeah. are like staying here and some are like, I'm going here. It's an well, interesting thing. She is still that traditional publication, right? So they're yeah. focusing online. They're still going to do pr- special editions in print, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like they have a special edition on the newsstand right now. I think it's on connection. And, mm. um, but I mean, she's got a nice niche market, but it's also a very broad market. So she talks about, um, well, living your best life. So that fits Basically so many people. Love, yeah, exactly. Your best yeah, life. Yeah. And so, so it's very commoditized. I mean, even that statement has been, it's in the ethos now. Everybody, I'm living my best life, but that started with O Magazine. If you think about it, right? So, um, so yeah, she's one of those commoditized magazines that it's not like you have this niche that this is the only place they can get this information. So they want that luxury experience. Yeah. How has COVID been for your business? Actually, good. We had our first sellout edition uh, last summer. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We sold out and we did a second print edition. It's the only time we've done a second print. I mean, I know we're on podcast, but you could see me on the screen. It's this time for change issue. And we did two covers for that one. Um, yeah, it sold out and we did a small second print edition. And um, we've also expanded online. We've partnered with XOTV. So we're doing a lot with uh, video now. And as you and I were chatting before this about Clubhouse, which is like an audio uh, interactive uh, broadcasting podcast kind of thing, right? Um, Or I shouldn't say podcast, but interactive uh, audio uh, format. And so we've been really jumping into that and, and meeting people all over the world. So it's, it's almost like we can't, we can only do the film festivals and other festivals online now. So the yeah. networking isn't the same, but Clubhouse allows us to have that same reach of people in all these different countries um, because they're on this audio platform. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, that, that's amazing. No, and, and again, we'll put out the, the links in the show notes. So uh, your magazine, is it quarterly? It comes out quarterly or? It's actually, so we just changed the format. It's six times. So this was my, uh, this was my uh, uh, compromise, I guess would be the word. Uh, we're now <laughs> six times a year. Three of them are in print and three are in digital. So when you get a subscription, you get six issues, right? Six and um, three of them come in the mail and print and three come in the digital. We actually have a, a membership now. I'm so excited about this. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause you know, cultures as we're actually a, um, a global multicultural lifestyle network, right? So wow. um, the magazine is the crux of that. That's the cornerstone, but we have media products and experiences 
to celebrate cross-cultural identity. So the media includes the magazine and then of course uh, video, um, now Clubhouse and social, but then the products include, like we have a full bath and body line that focuses on destinations. So it's all about you know, taking you to that destination when you can't go there, which is great in time of COVID, right? Um, it's all natural handcrafted in the Rocky Mountains. We have award-winning products like um, um, uh, an agenda planner system. Our favorite, actually one of Oprah's, uh, for Adam Glassman, who's the, um, uh, gosh, what's his title? Creative director at O Magazine. Um, they really like this product, which is, Culture celebrates. It's a, an award-winning package um, for ten, a party for ten, where you can create a cross-cultural dinner, including invitations and a partyscape to set up the whole party for you and your friends. The recipes, and we show you how to make the dishes. So yeah, that's amazing. So those are the products, and then the experiences is we'll do a yoga experience around the world, like in Morocco. When we go to our destinations, we also invite people to come with us. So. Um, Last year, we were supposed to have a Morocco yoga destination, which of course we canceled. And yeah, we just do different things like that. So those all come together to a membership now. So once, uh, three times a year, you will get a package with the magazine, um, some products, some apparel, whatever the case may be. And it's fantastic. I'm so excited for you. This is great. <laughs> This is great. No, this is going to be fun. And everyone can find these. Uh, you just go to culturesmag.com and everything yeah. is there. That's right. Everything's there. Yeah. All right. All right. Go to the shop and see the individual products or you can get a membership, which is amazing. Perfect. Well, I only have one way to close. And I, I, this is how I close all my interviews. It's my mission statement reframed as a question. So, Donnie, how do you use your difference to make a difference? Wow. Okay. I should have been expecting that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think I use my friends by really focusing on that dimensionality and that empathy that I, that people I think should cultivate, you know, vulnerability is another part of that too. And, and, you know, Brene Brown talks about this a lot. Yes. Her whole research is vulnerability and empathy. And really, I feel like that's my superpower, right? The more of that that you can give, the less self-confidence you feel, yeah. right? When things happen, when people say things, um, it's actually, there's such strength in vulnerability um, because it's like, you just put it all out there. So like, what are people going to hurt you with? <laughs> That's right. That's right. right. That's right. You put so, it out there. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. Wow. So, so I use um, my being different, growing up different with, with 10 out of 13 cross-cultural dimensions of my own um, to help foster understanding in other people and create a feeling of home for them and a, a sense of belonging for them. So that's what I do. There you go. Danielle Din. That, thank you so much. This has been a real pleasure. I know we've been meaning to do this for a while. So I'm, I'm so, I'm so I, excited uh, that we did this. But yeah, I have to, uh, and it's nice just spending. Uh, we've never had this much time to sit and talk. So, you know, there we go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just like a quick, Oh, photo shoot or this or that, or all, yes. all these things. Um, yes. No, but seriously, thank you so much. I'm excited for the audience to interact with your content. It's really great. And uh, looking forward to more. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Pleasure's mine and Kings, Queens and royalty till next time. Use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the as told by nomads 
podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.